This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to another installment of the SA Radio Award-winning show known as the COVID Report, the show where I provide you with comprehensive coverage of the coronavirus pandemic with the help of the lovely team of producers that we have here at Vow FM 88.1. I am your host, Ukamilikhe Okwapovana, here to give you the show that gives you all of the facts, all of the stats, all of the figures, and none of the misinformation as it pertains to all things COVID-19. Now, earlier this year, the president of South Africa mentioned that people will not be forced to take the vaccine. And although the government is not actively and directly forcing citizens to take the vaccine, a lot of moving parts are being put in place that might take that decision completely out of your hands. So if you are employed anywhere, or in this case, if you are a student of a tertiary institute of higher learning, that choice of whether or not you can vaccinate if you want to might be removed from you because the institutions themselves are putting plans in place to make taking the vaccine mandatory. An example of this, Uvitz University sending a detailed email to its student body which proposed a mandatory vaccination framework. This framework stated how people will be treated based on their vaccination status. I actually have a copy of the vaccination framework here at my disposal and I will take a few moments to read through it. Just the the liner notes and the more important points parts of the vaccination framework. WITS is a contact teaching university and the mandatory vaccination of staff and students will enable optimal access to the holistic delivery of the teaching and learning program and research to continue. A mandatory vaccination policy protects the health and safety of the university community, members of the public and advances the public good. All staff and students, including applicants for study or employment, as well as visitors and service providers will be required to be vaccinated against COVID-19 before accessing campus. Staff and students will be required to produce their digital vaccine passport or vaccination cards, which will be linked to their access cards to enable them to enter VITS premises. Staff will be given paid time off to get vaccinated and sick leave should they experience any side effects associated with the vaccine. Papi is joining me in studio to help us make sense of everything and I think Papi will provide very valuable insight on this considering that he He's also a member, an active member of the WITS student body. So, Papi, before we welcome our esteemed guest onto the line to help us unpack this conversation further, in terms of the trend that this might set as far as the vaccine being made mandatory, being proposed to be made mandatory for WITS students and staff, do you foresee any problems coming about as far as students feeling like they've been stripped of the agency, they've been stripped of their right not to take the vaccine, which they do have. They have been told by our president that they aren't being forced to take this vaccine. But now that this framework has been put in place, do you see any any problems um, developing in future as far as any sort of unrest that might be caused by this question of stripped agency? Thank you for having me, Game. To be honest, is that, um, you know, I have friends that are against being vaccinated as well, right? And then they worried about it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that, no, they don't want to get vaccinated, but it feels like this is forcing them to be vaccinated. And then when you look at the framework, as you mentioned, it tells people that those who are not vaccinated will be required to take a weekly test. And those weekly tests will be paid by those 
those students themselves. <sighs> Meaning that students have to make sure that they pay for this test, get tested, in order to gain access to learning facilities, to campus. And then that's not quite fair, you understand? Because in a way, it's, it would stop those or, or just hinder those who are basically less fortunate to access uh, the VITS campus and then they'll feel like they're being forced to take the vaccination, the vaccine, I mean. It's you know? not going to go over smoothly. That much can be guaranteed. Joining us on the line to help us unpack the plans being put in place by VITS University, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Deputy Vice-Chancellor of the University of Witwatersrand, Professor Lynn Morris, onto the COVID report. Professor, thank you so much for your time and uh, welcome to the COVID report. Thank you very much for having me. And yes, good evening to your guests and your listeners. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, Professor. Now, um, as a lead into our conversation, could you please walk us through this proposed mandatory vaccination framework and take us through everything that went into the making and the putting together of this framework? Yes, with pleasure. So, you know, I think we all want to get back to normal. I think we all want our lives back and we all want to get back onto campus and we to have this to be a place where students mix and mingle and have a real campus experience. And that's really, you know, why we are doing this because that's the way that, that we'll, we'll be able to, to get back to normal is if everybody gets vaccinated. So um, I think everybody knows that you know, the development of vaccines against COVID has been really one of the great success stories. It's been a real triumph of science that we've been able to make vaccines in such a short space of time. And these vaccines work extremely well. And we also know from, from other vaccines that vaccines are the best way to control infectious diseases. And we're seeing that again, you know, with COVID. In fact, this vaccine works better than most vaccines against other diseases. It's a, these are very successful vaccines. And so really this is the way for all of us to get back to normal. And, um, you know, vaccines work on the basis of community because it means we all have to do it. We all have to protect each other. And that's really what we're doing for this to work. So, um, you know, the, the, the framework, as you, um, as you mentioned, is... Um, is, is up for, for, um, for comment at the moment. And so obviously we, we're happy to engage and, and take people's comments on this. I think what is important to, you know, to remember is that there is an option for people not to be vaccinated. I mean, it's very clear in the framework um, that, uh, but, but obviously then there are, we have to, in order to make sure that our campus continues to be safe, we do have to take some precautions. And that would mean that the people who are not vaccinated to come onto campus have to demonstrate that they really are virus-free. And the way to do that is to have regular tests. And so that's really what, you know, the, the basis of, of, of that is, that people have to have a test in order to, to come onto campus. And that's, that's how we're going to keep our campus safe and make sure that we don't continue to, you know, to spread this virus. Okay, Prof, uh, you mentioned that, uh, was, was this? you mentioned that, people who are not vaccinated will be required to take tests weekly. And in the framework, you mentioned that those who have to take the test must pay for it from their own pockets. What about those students who won't be able to afford for these weekly uh, tests? What happens to them? Yes, so, you know, obviously this is a framework document. It's not operationalized yet. You know, obviously we'll have to look into some of those issues. So at this stage, 
you know, it's really, um, it's, it's something that we, as I say, we have, to, we have to flesh out. But I really also just want to tell everybody that, that vaccines are free. You know, these are freely available. Um, and there are many sites, um, you know, there's sites on campus and there's sites uh, linked to the university where people can go and get free vaccines. So, um, you know, I think it's important to, you know, to remember that, that, uh, that there's no cost to, you know, to, to doing that. And there's huge benefits. You know, so obviously, the, you know, the, the, the framework that speaks to, um, you know, the process that people will have to go through that if they don't, if they choose not to get vaccinated, will it also include, you know, not being able to go to social events and, and having to wear masks all the time. So, you know, there are consequences to choosing not to be vaccinated. I also just want to point out that actually it is the poorest students who are going to suffer the most if they, if they have to continue to study online. You know, it's really the poor students that we want to get back onto campus because that's a much cheaper way of learning. And as I say, you know, we're a contact university. We want students to enjoy the full experience of being on campus and being in a university and having good education. Now, Professor, in the event that a member of the student body or a VITS staff member decides to obey or abide by the proposed framework and get vaccinated and then gets a serious adverse drug reaction as a result of getting the vaccine, can you take us through how VITS University factors into the accountability of this event happening? So let me just say that these events are extremely, extremely rare. And obviously, you know, there would be medical procedures and medical backups, you know, in the event that those sorts of things happen. But you will also see that we give people time off to get vaccinated and even time if they feel they have some side effects. But really, you know, serious side uh, adverse reactions are extremely rare with, uh, with, with these vaccines. They're, they're very safe. Almost um, half the world's population has received one of these vaccines. And so um, they're widely used, um, and we've been using them now for over a year. So, um, so really, people shouldn't be too concerned about, about those aspects of the vaccine. Um, I mean, what they should be concerned about is, is getting COVID and getting, and getting sick and getting long COVID and potentially passing the virus onto family members who may have comorbidities. And as we know, this virus can kill people. So I think they should be much more focused on, on those aspects. Prof, the framework mentioned that uh, people will be treated in a slightly different way, those who are vaccinated and those who are not. And students who are not vaccinated will not be permitted or allowed to stay at VET residence. So what will happen to those students who feel free and comfortable with uh, residing at VET residences? What happens to them? Does that mean that they have to consider going to private accommodations or what? So, you know, as I say, this is still a framework. So, you know, obviously the, you know, the, the details of what exactly, you know, we, we will uh, do what will take some time. But I think it is important to remember that, you know, residences are places where viruses can spread because people are living closely, close together. And so really it's also to protect the other students in the residence that we are saying that if you're not vaccinated, then we will have to accommodate you elsewhere, that you won't be able to, to use the residences. 
Now, Prof, one of the articles posted on the VITS website stated that vaccines can be made mandatory, but it requires a court order. Could you please talk us through the legalities of obtaining such a court order to make taking the vaccine mandatory? And what would this process entail? And if a court order is not issued, would it then make making vaccines mandatory illegal in that case? Um, no, that's not correct. So the next step in this is we, as you know, the, um, the the framework is out for comment and then a policy will be drawn up and it will go to the University Council after it's, you know, there's been some discussion and there will be some changes, I'm sure, but uh, it will then go to the University Council and then it will become effective because the University Council is, you know, the governing body of our university and as a university, we have the right of admission and so, you know, this will become a policy of, of the university. So I'd also just maybe just like to add, you know, I really, um, I think uh, the, 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 the previous SRC president, Kundula, got vaccinated and was certainly encouraging students to get vaccinated. And I'd really like to, you know, encourage the student body to, um, you know, to really be out there and promoting vaccines. And because this is the way that we're going to get back to a normal life. And, um, and really, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's, uh, it's a community-minded thing to do. It'll protect the people that, that are close to us and, and the people that, that are dear to us. And really, the vaccines have proven to be very safe and very effective. So I think it would be really important for, and particularly, you know, you know using your platform as a radio show, you know, to, to promote, the, uh, to promote this, this framework and to support the framework. Okay, Prof. Uh, Prof. Another thing is that the framework, uh, it showed or entailed a vision where it says that those who are not vaccinated, uh, they will will be required to wear a mask on campus, right? Does that mean that those who have been vaccinated will be allowed to roam uh, roam freely without masks? So that's um, obviously still, um, you know, part of the, the government regulations. Right now, we all have to wear masks. There hasn't been any instruction from the government regarding stopping wearing masks if you're vaccinated or not. But I think, you know, that that's, uh, that these are obviously ongoing discussions and the situation evolves. Certainly in, in many countries, vaccinated people no longer have to wear masks. But in South Africa, it's, that's not the case. So that obviously will be updated. You know, this, uh, this, this, this framework is going to, uh, well, the policy is going to, um, you know, there's iterative versions because the, the, the situation is changing all the time. Um, Prof, before we let you go, I'd just like to throw in one last question to conclude our discussion. We are slowly but surely approaching the end of this academic year. And as, you, as, you've, been, as you've been saying on, on, on a regular basis over the course of our discussion, this is still in framework phases. It'll still go through other channels before it becomes an actual policy that is put in effect. In terms of a timeline, is it possible that this policy will be put in effect by the beginning of the next academic year? Uh, how much time do you see passing before this policy comes into full effect? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, you know, we're, um, we're aiming for the, the next council meeting, which is uh, towards the end of November, with the intention of, using, of starting this, uh, you know, implementing this policy for the start of the academic year next year so that we can, you know, resume normal normal teaching, normal classes, normal socializing, you know, just getting back to normal. So that's, that is the plan, to, to have this, this done by the end of the year. 
Definitely detailed, definitely a sense that plans have been put in place. I'm looking forward to paying close attention to the developments as far as the proposed VITS mandatory vaccination framework that has been unpacked for us by our guest at this time, Deputy Vice-Chancellor of the University of the Witwatersrand, Professor Lynn Morris. Professor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for unpacking this mandatory vaccination framework for us. And as I said, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops from this point onwards and uh, looking forward to perhaps having you back on the show at a future time to discuss matters such as the implementation of the policy and how successful you see it being. So until such a time, thank you so much for joining us here on the COVID Report. That's a great pleasure. I'd be delighted to come back um, because as I said, this is a changing situation. So I'm very happy to come back. So thanks very much for the opportunity. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. 88.1. Or streams via www.varfm.co.za.